Hey friend, are you struggling to find consistent paid speaking gigs? Do you want to know the exact six steps that you can take to find and book more paid speaking opportunities in 2024? Well, we want to make that easy for you. We've created a new free resource with the help of Dan Irvin, one of our highly successful speakers on our team. Dan has booked over $100,000 in paid speaking gigs in the last few years, and his six-step process is going to help you maximize your chances of getting booked and paid to speak in any industry. You're going to learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, and proposal emails and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps and we're going to send you this 18-page guide straight to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps and you're going to get that free guide. Hey, thanks for listening. You're awesome. What is up, my friend? Grant Baldwin here. Welcome back to the Speaker Lab podcast. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're having a good day. Hope life is treating you well. Really glad you're here. Glad you're hanging out with us. Hey, today we got a great show for you. We're going to be talking about how to network with other speakers and why it even matters, why it's so critically important. I'm going to share with you a little bit about how networking with, with other speakers, especially early in my business, really changed the game for me. It really helped me to get going. It was a huge source of business for me. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. But before we do, I want to mention to you again, we've got this uh, upcoming live event, the Speaker Lab Live, which is going to be May 20th. 21st right here in Nashville. I'm in Nashville myself. We're going to be hosting here. Great city here in the U.S. of A. Would love for you to come hang out with us. Again, it's going to be May 21st. It is limited to just 30 people. We are keeping this small. We're keeping this intimate. This is going to be a, a mastermind day. Masterminding? Masterminding? Yeah, masterminding kind of day. Is masterminding word? I don't know. Someone's going to tell me if it is or not. Uh, but it's going to be that kind of day. I'm going to tell you more about it in a little bit. But for now, I want you to do this. I want you to mark your calendar for May 21st. I want you to plan on being here. Again, it's going to be uh, here in Nashville. It's called the Speaker Lab Live. You can get all the details about it over at thespeakerlab.com slash live. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash live. And again, in just a few minutes, I'll tell you a little bit more about it. But let's get into today's subject, today's topic. Again, today we're going to be talking all about how to network with other speakers and why it even matters, why it's important, and how it can really change your business. And so first of all, let's talk about that why piece. Let's talk about why this even matters. And I found this to be really beneficial to, to network with other speakers for two primary reasons. First of all, it was really, really good for me personally, but then it was also really, really good for business. So let's talk about the, the personal side. You know, one of the things about that I don't think people always realize is that being a speaker, being an entrepreneur in general can be very, very lonely. It can be very, very isolating because you, whenever you're standing on stage and you're speaking to an audience, you feel like you're, you're with a group of people and a lot of people that are interested in what you have to say and they're excited to be there. And that's great. But as a speaker, realistically, you spend 95% of your time alone in hotels and on airplanes and in rental cars and traveling and being away from the family. And maybe even like right now, there's there's thousands of people that are listening to this this podcast and the show, but it's me sitting in my home office recording this right now. And so being a speaker and an entrepreneur in general it can be 
really, really lonely. It can be really, really isolating. You need people who can be your cheerleader, people who can be supportive, people that you can lean on and talk to. And so having a network of other speakers that you can compare notes with is really, really valuable from that standpoint. It's also really good just to have people that you can bounce ideas off of and get feedback from. You know, again, part of being a speaker and an entrepreneur is that a lot of times you have different ideas and you're thinking about, I want to try this or here's an idea I had. And sometimes it's helpful to just talk it through with someone else and, and to say, okay, here's what I'm thinking or here's what I'm I'm considering. I'm considering speaking about this subject or topic or uh, here's my website. Can I get some feedback on that? Uh, and just wondering, are you going in the right direction and just getting some of that outside and feedback and support? And as a speaker and as an entrepreneur in general, sometimes you you don't get that support. You don't get that because everyone's, everyone's again, kind of everyone can be like their own uh, silo, their own island off doing their own thing. And so you don't really know, am I, am I doing the right things? Am I headed in the right direction? Am I making the right decisions? I, I don't really know because I'm just going at this on my own. The other thing too that has been really good for of networking with other speakers is just to share wins. You know, like I almost imagine like like winning the big game. Like if you're into sports or something, if you win the big game or if you won the championship or something, but not having anyone to celebrate with. You know, like you just won and you turn around and it's just it's just me. It's so sad and depressing and lonely. And so there's times where things go well in business, or you have a great speaking engagement, or things things are just like you're just hitting on all cylinders, and you want people around you. You who can just celebrate that with you, who can say, Dude, that's awesome. I'm so happy for you. I'm so proud of you. I remember, you know, we were talking about this and you've made such huge progress. And so having people that you can just celebrate some of those wins with is really, really important in business. I know for me, I've been in a, a mastermind for almost a year and a half now with four other entrepreneurs. None of the other guys are actually speakers, but it's been really, really, va- it's been probably I would say one of the most valuable things in my business for everything that I I just shared with you. Because again, it gives me a place where I can share ideas, I can bounce ideas off of them, I can get feedback, I can share wins, here's what's going well. Or sometimes there's days where it's like, here's what's not going well. Here, I, I feel bummed, I feel discouraged, I did this gig and it didn't go well, and I feel like a horrible human being, I'm a crappy speaker, I'm never gonna get booked again, everybody hates me, blah, 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 woe is me. And so just having some people around me that can support me, that can encourage me. And in fact, to be honest with you, the Speaker Lab, this podcast and just the Speaker Lab brand in general came out of one of my mastermind meetings. So we have a a Slack channel where we talk regularly. If you're not familiar with Slack, We'll link up to it in the show notes. It's a phenomenal, phenomenal tool. It's like a modern day AOL chat room. Just a so it's a it's a private little chat room for the, the five of us. And so we're in there literally on a daily basis talking and comparing notes and sharing stories and yada yada. And so we have that. But then also usually every couple of months, usually try to be once a quarter or so, we'll get together in person and do some type of retreat where we can get away for a few days. And uh, in those few days, we hang out and we goof off. But at the same time, we spend a lot of time just talking about each other's businesses and comparing notes. And so one of the things that we do is we do what is called a hot seat, where we will take a period of time, usually with it, with it just being the five of us, each of us will have, you know, anywhere from 60 to 90 minutes or so. And in those 60 or 90 minutes, it's it's our time to sol- have everyone else solely focused on our business. And so we're able to say, okay, in those 60, 90 minutes, you know, here's some things I'm working on. Here's some things I'm stuck on. Here's some things I'm confused on. Here's some things I need some feedback on. And so in fact, oh, let's see, it would have been about six months or so ago, we were doing one of these, one of these quarterly retreats in person. And so I was talking about where we were at and what was going well for the business. And so they had 
had suggested that we start a new podcast, that we start a separate brand called The Speaker Lab. And so we kicked that around. And so really, it was that mastermind, it was that hot seat that led us to doing what we're doing now. Because you're able to get, again, some of that outside feedback and that perspective. And so sometimes we are so blinded to what we are doing that we miss out on some of these opportunities that other people may see. I remember her hearing it being said, like, like it's trying to read the label from inside the jar, Right? I mean, think about that for a second. Think about how crazy that is. Like, that's the way we are. We are so deep inside the jar, inside of our own business, that we can't see the we can't see the outside of the label because we're inside the jar. But it's obvious to other people what what we should do or shouldn't do, or some of those next steps that we should take. And so, being in that mastermind, like no hyperbole, no hype, has literally changed my business. It has been so, so critical and so, so pivotal, not just for my business, but again, for me personally. And so being a speaker and networking with other speakers is so critically important, not only again for the personal side, but let's talk about the, the the business side for a second. In my first year, full year of speaking, I remember going back into the archives and looking up, you know, after I'd been speaking for a couple of years, trying to figure out, okay, where are leads coming from? You know, how are people finding out about me? And that's a good thing to do for speakers or just entrepreneurs in general, is just know where your traffic's coming from, know where those leads are so that you can put more, you know, energy or effort or resources into those buckets so to speak. So I remember looking back up and finding out that my largest source of bookings came from other speakers. I mean, think about that for a second. My largest, the way that so much of my business, where so much of my business came from was building relationships with other speakers. And so it's so critically important to network with other speakers, not just personally, but also because of the potential help in business that it can be for you. So let's talk about that for a second. Why would a speaker even refer their business to you? You know, why would a speaker, if I've got a bunch of bookings, why would I share them with you? Well, let me give you a couple different reasons why maybe a speaker would be willing to refer some of their business to you, to another speaker. Uh, number one is that they're already booked. So for example, if, if I am booked on May 21st, I've got the Speaker Lab live event and someone reaches out to me and says, hey, we've got an event we would love for you to come speak at. It's May 21st. Well, I'm, I'm already booked that day. I can't do that. So rather than just telling that potential client that, hey, I would love to, but I can't, I'm already booked, I would love to be able to help them out because hopefully they would book me at some other point in the future. So being able to recommend another speaker would also be would be beneficial not only to them, but it would be hugely beneficial to me as well. And so why would another speaker refer business to you? One is, is that they're already booked. They just can't do that date, but they may be able to have you do it. So let's keep moving on. The second reason why maybe a speaker would be willing to refer their business to you is because a, a potential booking or a potential inquiry or client has a budget that is too low for their fee structure. So for example, let's imagine that I have a, a speaking fee of $10,000, all right? And a client reaches out to me and says, hey, Grant, we're interested in hiring you, but our budget is only $4,000, all right? Well, I have a choice at that point to make. I can decide, okay, am I willing to do this for a, a significantly discounted rate? And we'll get into this in another episode of when it may Makes sense to do things at a, a discounted rate and when it doesn't. But let's say for whatever reason, I decide, no, 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 it doesn't make sense. I can't do it for that rate. So again, going back to the previous example of they're already booked, I don't want to just say, hey, I can't do it. The budget doesn't work. So best of luck to you. You're on your own. I would love to be able to, again, maintain that relationship with that client and say, hey, that budget wouldn't work. But let me refer you to this person whose fee structure would match up with your budget. So 
That is another reason why maybe a speaker would refer their business to you. A third reason is that maybe that speaker wants to maintain just the relationship with the client. So here's the way a lot of events work, especially in the, in the conference world, is if you come in, you show up, you do a great job. Even if you're a phenomenal speaker, oftentimes what happens is they won't bring you back for three, four, five years. And the reason is they just want to they want some of the audience to turn over. They want to have some some new speakers that would come in there. Uh, and so as a speaker myself. I would love to be able, instead of saying, all right, great, I'm glad it went well, I hope to see you in four or five years, I would love to say, hey, I know while you know you may not have me back for a couple of years, I would love to be able to help you. And so here, let me give you some recommendations. Here's some other speakers that I think would be a good fit for you. Let me introduce you to such and such, or have you heard of this person? Because if, if I recommend another speaker and that other speaker comes in and they do a great job... It builds that rapport with that client. So now that client trusts me even more. So again, whenever they come back to me a couple years later and they want to book me, they will want to book me again because I've been helpful to them in the interim. So uh, why would a speaker refer their business to you? One, they're already booked, or two, the budget is too low, three, to maintain a relationship with that client. And then the fourth reason is that some client or some speakers want to refer their business to other speakers as just an additional revenue source. Meaning that let's say you know you were to refer business to me, there are times where you, as the speaker who's referring to, to another speaker, may want a cut of that, may want a percentage, or what can commonly be known as a finder's fee. So I, I've worked with speakers on both ends of it. I've been I've worked with some where I've been referred business to me that they haven't charged me for, sometimes that I have been charged, and vice versa. I have referred business to other speakers, and sometimes I've charged for that, and sometimes I haven't done that. There's a speaker that I've worked with for, for several years who's been the primary person that I would refer business to in a certain in a certain niche or market. And so it was a very large revenue source and stream for me. Now if you're going to do this, should you pay a commission or should you pay a finder's fee? And how does that work? Well, it really depends on the relationship. Like I said, I've had both, I've experienced both. And so some speakers that referred business to me expected a cut. And so uh, that was always discussed ahead of time of, hey, I've, I've got a lead. I think you'd be a good fit for it. But if, if I refer this lead to you and they book you, I would like a percentage of that. Now, usually 10% is pretty standard in the speaking business. Uh, but again, like I said, there's other others that have referred me stuff that I haven't paid anything for and and again, vice versa. So one of the biggest factors in determining whether or not there should be some type of commission or finder's fee is the dynamic of the relationship. So for example, if I have a friend and we refer business back and forth, generally neither of us are paying the other one. It's just kind of a friend helping out another friend. We're not keeping track of you've referred three things to me, but I've only referred one to you and so I owe you. It's none of that. It's just, hey, I'm it's just a friend helping out another friend. But in some situations, the relationship, it's, it's more of a business relationship and it's a bit more one-sided, meaning that if I'm just referring business to them or they're just referring business to me, and it's not really reciprocal, then generally a commission or a finder's fee is not unreasonable at all. And so in, in the midst of all of this, though, I'd always encourage you, though, if you're de- if, especially if you're determining whether or not you should charge, uh, you should ever charge someone else some type of finder's fee, uh, I'd always put the value on the relationship over that 10%, meaning that there's sometimes where, where some of these friends that I've referred things to over the years... I, you know, I could have charged 10% and they could have paid me, you know, a couple hundred bucks or whatever that 10% may have been, but is that worth it? 
to the relationship? Is that even necessary? Like I can, again, I can think of a few friends I've referred stuff to, uh, and I know that they got booked for gigs worth several thousand dollars and I didn't get a dime for it, but I'm okay with that because again, I'm just, it's just one friend helping out another friend. But if I start charging them or if they start charging me, it changes the, a bit of the dynamics there. So again, networking with other speakers is really, really important. Again, not only personally, but also from a business perspective as well. This is why part of the reason that we created uh, our private Facebook group, which if you haven't already be, been a part of that or if you're not already a part of that, you definitely want to check that out. You can go to thespeakerlabgroup.com. Again, it is thespeakerlabgroup.com. We have nearly 3,000 speakers in there. It's a private Facebook group, so an opportunity for you to connect with other speakers. So definitely check that out, thespeakerlabgroup.com. All right, so at this point, we've established it's important to connect with, to build relationships with other speakers. And you're probably thinking, okay, Grant, that's great, but how? How do you actually do that? Let's talk about that for a few minutes here. Let me give you some some thoughts on that. But when you're working on, on building relationships with other speakers, I always recommend that you focus on speakers that are at your level or maybe slightly above that are in your niche. All right, there are two sides of that that are really, really important. First of all, is focusing on people that are, are at your level or slightly above. Don't focus on these big time speakers. In the same way that if I was looking to get into acting, I wouldn't be trying to email or cold call, you know, George Clooney and Brad Pitt to let me know if there's any, uh, you know, acting opportunities that they can't take. Would they reply? Of course not. So I want to look for speakers who are at a similar space of where, a similar point in their business of where I might be. And so again, look for speakers who are where you're at or just slightly ahead of you in their business. And not only for where they're at in terms of their business, but also in in terms of the subject or topics and the types of events that they speak about. So if I'm talking with someone who's where I'm at or slightly ahead and I build a good relationship with me and they speak primarily in, let's say, the the medical field, and I've never done any medical speaking and the things that I speak about aren't really a good fit for the medical industry, then it, you know, it doesn't really make sense from that standpoint to be trying to trade business or trying to build some type of deep relationship with them again, from a from a business perspective of trying to get referrals with them. So that, that doesn't necessarily work. So I want to try to find people that are in a similar niche who are speaking at the types of events that I would want to speak at. So what I, what I want you to do from that point is start, and you can spend some time Googling and you can kind of browse around. Maybe you already have an idea of who some of those speakers are that you think would be a good fit for you to connect with. But I want you just to make a list of these speakers and pay attention to what events they are speaking at, paying attention to where they'll be, you're not stalking them, but but you're just, they are on your radar, which is really, really important. So number one, how do you build these relationships? Let's first of all, we got to focus on the speakers that we want to kind of connect with and build some rapport connection with. The second thing here is once you have an idea of some of these possible speakers to network with, there are two main ways to connect with them. First of all, number one is to meet them in person. I'll just drill this into your head. There is nothing better than meeting people in person absolutely nothing better in terms of relationship building, in terms of networking, nothing better than meeting in person. It completely will change the dynamic of the relationship. There are people that I have emailed with, that I've even Skyped with, that I've talked on the phone with, but you can you can email with people and you can chat with people you know, for, for months or years, but as soon as you spend any time in person, 
it totally, completely changes the dynamic of that relationship. So how do you actually build those relationships with people in person? Well, there's a couple different ways to do this, okay? One of the best ways that I found is to actually meet people at conferences. And there's two types of conferences that I always look for if I'm trying to network with other people, especially speakers. One is I wanna pay attention to what conferences they'll be speaking at. I wanna see what types of events they're speaking at, see when they're gonna be in my area, see how far away they may be, there's sometimes where I've wanted to network with a speaker. And so I've been willing to drive for three, four, five hours, sometimes just to connect with that person, because I know how valuable that is to meet them in person. So I'll pay attention to what events they're speaking at, see if there are any are going to be in my area. And then there's some of those events where as a speaker speaking in a similar space or industry, I want to see if I can speak at that as well. So I'm, it may make sense to go do a free workshop or to do some type of, of breakout session just so I can be a part of that conference where I could also meet that other speaker. Because if you're speaking at the same event that they're speaking at, even if let's say they're doing a keynote and you're just doing a you know a breakout or workshop, there's still there's some level of credibility if you're speaking at the event versus you just drove in to meet that person. Now, there's nothing wrong with driving in to meet the person. And that's fine. And I would, I would recommend that over doing nothing. But there's also a lot of credibility that goes along with, oh, cool, they, they're having you speak at this event as well. So I want to meet people at conferences. One, I'm going to pay attention to what events they will be speaking at. And then two is I'm going to pay attention to what conferences they might be attending what the conferences they'll be speaking at, what conferences they will be attending. So for me personally, there's a, a few entrepreneurial conferences that I'll go to each year. And I'm personally, I decide whether or not I'm going to a conference based not just on the content that will be taught, although that's a factor, but oftentimes the bigger issue to me is who is going to be there. I mean, it's like the same thing that we talked about like in, in like middle school, right? If you got invited to a party, you wanted to know who else was going to be there. So the same thing is true with conferences today. Before I sign up for a conference, I'm always wanting to know who else, not necessarily what it's going to be about. I want to know who else is going to be there because again, I know how important it is to meet people in person. So I want to pay attention to what conferences not only they'll be speaking at, but what conferences they will be attending. So meeting people in person is the preferable way to connect with other speakers. The other option is that you can reach out via email and, and introduce yourself. Now, let's talk about that if you're going to do this. If you're, if you're going to do this, you, you don't want to be a stalker. You don't want to just like send one email and come right out and ask them to send you a bunch of business. Most speakers, whenever you're referring a lead to someone else, you are putting your own reputation on the line. If I refer you as a speaker and you show up and you suck, it makes me look bad. And so I want to make sure that anybody I'm going to refer that they're a great speaker, that they're going to do well, that they're not only going to do a good job for the client, but also, again, it, it in some ways indirectly represents me. And so there's no way I would ever refer a speaker, and most speakers are like this, I would never refer speakers that we had either never met or never heard speak or really didn't know anything about. So it doesn't make any sense, and I don't recommend it at all, to just come right out and ask them to send you a bunch of business. So most speakers would never do that. And most speakers, that would be a huge, huge turnoff. So if you're going to do this, I want you to almost imagine you're asking someone out for a first date, right? You just met, they have no idea who you are. Don't immediately ask them for marriage, right? You're just trying to build this rapport, build this relationship. If you're going to email them, 
especially if they are where you're at or just a couple steps ahead of you. Even though they are competitors, I found that most speakers are really, really friendly or really, really willing to help because every speaker, we, we started from nothing. We've all tried to figure it out as we've gone along and there's there's always been some people that have helped us along the way. And so most speakers are willing to help out as well. I mean, this is why we have this podcast. We have the trainings that we do so that we can not only cut down on the learning curve, but also help you to connect with other speakers. And so you can reach out to them via email, maybe ask them a specific question, let them know, hey, I, I heard that you're going to be you know, speaking at, at such and such conference coming up. I'd, I'd love to be able to meet you or buy you lunch, anything like that. Uh, and again, if, you are, if you're reaching out to someone who's this big wig speaker, they, I don't know that they'd blow you off, but they may not make the time for you. Whereas some you know, up and coming speaker that's at a similar spot or slightly ahead of where you're at, they may be a lot more willing to connect with you as well. So uh, definitely, definitely consider that. Now, even though I know that this podcast or webinars or trainings, I know that we try to make them as helpful as possible, I know that part of the challenge is it's not always specific to you. And so you may be thinking, okay, Grant, you know, there's one specific speaker that I'm trying to connect with and I'm having trouble. What do I need to do? And of course, it's hard to tailor our advice to everyone's specific situation when you're doing something like a podcast. And so there are times when you need help on your specific business. And so that's one of the main reasons, one of the many reasons that we created that event of the Speaker Lab Live. Now, we've got a lot of emails from people who are wondering more about the event. So let me just give you a quick high-level overview of what we're going to be doing. Again, this is going to be May 21st. It's going to be a full day in Nashville from about uh, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., and the day is going to be broken up into a series of 10 hot seats, 10 hot seats. So here's how this is going to work. This is, this is very similar to what I described earlier with, uh, with my own personal mastermind. And so there will be 10 25-minute hot seats. And each of those hot seats for that 25 minutes, everybody in the room will be focused on your specific business. So if you want help having trouble finding engagement, so can you guys help me get some feedback on this and let's maybe look some up and let's, let's try to figure out what some next steps might might be. Let's see, does anybody know anybody in this niche or space that maybe you could connect me with? Or maybe you would say, okay, for that hot seat, I want to focus on my website or my, my demo video. And I would love everyone to provide some feedback. Or maybe I want to share with you a couple minutes of one of my talks and I'd love some feedback. Poke holes in it. Does this talk make sense? Does this story flow together? Uh, so it's those, those 25 minutes. We'll kind of help you and walk you through that ahead of time and prep you so that you maximize your time but you've got that 25-minute hot seat, that one window there for the entire group, all 30 of us in there to focus solely and strictly on your business. And so it's going to be phenomenal. I cannot wait to see the breakthroughs that happen, the networking that takes place, the aha moments that are experienced in that day. And so we're going to have that full day. Now, the night before, so the event's going to be on a Saturday, all day on a Saturday in Nashville. The night before, that Friday, night, for anyone that is a VIP level, we are going to be having a VIP dinner that Friday night with my wife and I and uh, all the other VIPs that will be there. So it's going to be a smaller, more intimate setting. Now, the VIP level, there's only 10 seats. And so those, those VIP attendees, not only are they the ones that get the 25-minute hot seats, but they also are going to get that VIP dinner that Friday night. So we only, again, we only have 10 of those spots available. Several of those are only gone. At the time of this recording, we only have a couple left. So even by the time you get there, we those 10 spots may be totally gone. But again, we want to keep it small. We want to keep it intimate. So we've got the VIP seats. Then we have just the 
a regular attendee spot. And so we've got 20 of those seats available. And again, a lot of those have been taken as well. And so you may be wondering, okay, Grant, this is intriguing. This is interesting. But you know, is it worth coming if I don't have a, a VIP or a hot seat? And yes, absolutely. So here's why. Not only will you get to experience the, the networking, we'll be doing a Q&A session, you'll get some hangout time with me, uh, but also you'll be able to see how others are building their business, how they're growing their speaking business, and take away ideas from your own. I, I know for me, so for example, whenever we've done these these mastermind retreats with uh, in my own personal mastermind with these other guys, on when it's their hot seat and we're talking about them, I always learn things from their businesses. I learn, I get ideas of, oh, that's working for them or here's how that could be applied to my own business. So even if you wouldn't necessarily have a hot seat, I promise you, it will be incredibly, incredibly valuable just to hear some of the breakthroughs and to, to hear some of the different things that are working or challenges people are running into in their businesses because you can always find ways to apply it to your own. So it, it's totally, totally, worth it for you to come both as a VIP or as just a, uh, as a regular attendee. And so the fun of the day is we're going to have the hot seats, but also, like I've said, this is a great, great opportunity for you to connect with other speakers. Whenever I first got started as a speaker, almost be about eight and a half years ago or so, I attended a live training. And there's uh, there's one guy in particular that I'm still really, really good friends with. We talk really regularly. We've spoke at many of the same events together. And we more or less came up in the business together. And so it's been super valuable to, to be able to compare notes, to talk with him regularly, and to, to just talk shop and to, to share referrals and leads and everything that we've talked about. And that came out of that very first event where that first training event where I, I met him. And so one of the huge values of the Speaker Lab Live uh, is going to be connecting with other speakers of networking. Plus, not only that with you connecting with other speakers and networking, but I'm going to be there all day. I'm going to be hanging out and I can't wait to meet you in person as well. Not only does it change the relationship for every all the other speakers, but it changes the relationship with you and I. You and I get to hang out and talk and I get to hear more about your story and help you personally in your business. So again, it's going to be May 21st right here in Nashville. It's going to be a Saturday. I cannot wait for it. The Speaker Lab Live. So if you are interested in this, you're definitely going to want to stop by thespeakerlab.com slash live. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash live. Only 30 seats available. A lot of those are already gone. They may all be gone by the time we get to this. So you're definitely going to want to jump over there ASAP. Reserve your seat for the Speaker Lab Live. If this goes well, like I intended to, if we uh, if we sell out of this like I intended to, then uh, we may we may have these more often. We may do these in different spots uh, around around the country or maybe around the world. So we'll uh, we'll see. But looking forward to this first one. Again, May 21st, the Speaker Lab Live. All right, that wraps up today's episode, episode 23, boys and girls. Hey, you're not going to want to miss the next episode, episode 24. Really excited about this. We are going to talk with the, uh, the president of Premier Speakers Bureau. It's a major speakers bureau here in Nashville. And so we talk about what a bureau is, how a bureau works, whether or not you should be concerned about them. It's going to be a great episode. You're not going to want to miss that, episode 24 of the Speaker Lab podcast. So be on the lookout for that one coming to a podcast, something near you. I don't even know there. <laughs> All right, my friends, let's wrap up today's episode. Thanks for hanging out with us. Appreciate you. Again, we'd love to have you join us at the Speaker Lab Live. Also, like I mentioned, definitely join the uh, that free private Facebook group. You can go to thespeakerlabgroup.com. Again, thespeakerlabgroup.com. Request access there and we will hook you up. 
All right, my friends, we'll catch you next time. You're awesome. <laughs>